Welcome to Safety Bites, a weekly podcast on all things related to workplace safety, hosted by me, Jason Schaffenbuhl. The thoughts expressed in this podcast are based upon my opinion and general best practices, which may not apply to all listeners. Always consult with a qualified professional before making any changes in your organization. COVID-19 has not only disrupted our personal lives and businesses, it has also impacted OSHA. As of May 29th, OSHA had received more than 4,500 coronavirus-related complaints from workers. OSHA has handled the majority of these complaints by conducting what is called a phone and fax investigation. In a phone and fax investigation, OSHA calls the employer to discuss the employee complaint. OSHA then follows up with an email, letter, or fax explaining the complaint and instructs employers to investigate the complaint and provide documentation to OSHA within seven calendar days. If the employer does not respond within the seven-day period, OSHA will likely investigate. In a recent phone and fax complaint I reviewed, an employee made two allegations. The first was that, quote, the employer had exposed employees to illnesses, including coronavirus, and the employer has not enforced the use of masks when employees are working within six feet of each other, end quote. The second complaint alleged that employees, quote, are exposed to illnesses, including coronavirus, and the employer has not ensured shared surfaces and computers are cleaned and sanitized in between use by different personnel, end quote. In the formal response to OSHA, the employer discussed the changes made to the workplace more than a month before the complaint was filed, how masks were provided, and that direct contact with customers was eliminated. The employer was able to take pictures of the mask and provide copies of the invoices for the masks ordered and provided a copy of the written procedure the employer had adopted requiring employees to wear masks. The employer provided a photo showing the sign on the door of the establishment telling customers that they could only pick up orders via curbside delivery. Also, the employer detailed the enhanced cleaning and disinfecting procedures adopted since the outbreak began. Like the other 3,500 phone and fax investigations OSHA has closed, OSHA was happy with the employer's response and closed the complaint with no further action. Because OSHA does not have specific regulations related to protecting employees from pandemics, OSHA says it will utilize the General Duty Clause to protect employees. The General Duty Clause requires employers to provide employees with a workplace that is free from hazards in the workplace that are likely to cause serious injury or death. Given that individuals have passed away from COVID-19, OSHA has little to prove that SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, is a legitimate hazard, so employers are left with the burden of providing a workplace that prevents employee exposure to SARS-CoV-2. For employers, this means that they need to comply with the local, state, and federal guidelines specific to their industry that have been provided to minimize COVID-19. While I admit that this sounds easy, I recognize it's a challenge. In addition, some individuals feel that the guidelines are too burdensome and not necessary, while others may feel that they are not enough for safety. That is the balance that regulators are challenged to achieve with any safety regulation. So if you are like me, you may think that OSHA's first COVID-19 related citation would be a general duty citation because an employer did not take minimum precautions to protect employees. Well, we would both be wrong. On May 18th, OSHA issued a violation to a nursing home in the state of Georgia with a proposed penalty of $6,500 for failing to report within 24 hours the hospitalization of an employee. Actually, the employer had six employees who were hospitalized around April 19th, but OSHA wasn't notified until May 5th. The focus of my podcast last week was on OSHA's recent decision to require employers to determine if an employee's case of COVID-19 is work-related so they can be reported on an organization's 300 log. From April 10th until May 26th, only employers in healthcare, emergency response organizations, and correctional institutions had to record work-related COVID-19 cases on their OSHA log. This citation, however, is actually a subset of OSHA's record-keeping requirements. 
OSHA requires that any employer report the death of an employee within eight hours for a work-related incident that results in inpatient hospitalization of an employee or an amputation, which is a very broad definition by OSHA, or the loss of an employee's eye, the employer has 24 hours to report the event directly to OSHA. In this case, OSHA is alleging that the employer failed to report the hospitalization of six employees in a timely manner. What is interesting is that OSHA does not mention COVID-19 or coronavirus, just that the employees were hospitalized. There is no information provided by OSHA, the news media, or the employer involved indicating that the employee conditions were the result of COVID-19, other than OSHA saying it was their first COVID-19 citation. Because the signs and symptoms of COVID-19 do not arise immediately upon exposure to SARS-CoV-2, and it can take a day or more to get test results confirming COVID-19, it can take time for an employer to know that an employee is positive for COVID-19. Also, an employer may not immediately know if the work environment is the cause of the exposure, as it may take more than 24 hours to complete the investigation OSHA wants employers to complete to determine work-relatedness. What OSHA requires employers to do is to report the hospitalization or death within the time frame indicated as measured from the time the employer realizes or obtains information that the incident is work-related and the employee is COVID-19 positive. How this citation is ultimately resolved depends on if the employer appeals the citation and the outcome of the appeals process. This could take more than two years to resolve. So, in the meantime, what should an employer do? As I stated previously, follow local, state, and federal guidelines for preventing COVID-19. Investigate any cases of COVID-19 your employees develop to determine if they may be work-related. Listen to last week's podcast for more information on that process. And if an employee dies or is hospitalized because of COVID-19, report it to OSHA as required. I hope all of you are healthy and wish you the best of luck as we progress through this pandemic. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me next week. Until then, please make time each day to create a safer workplace.